Hi, Hi sunshine. sunshine. I'm Jazz. And I'm Jen. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Jen. And this is Jasmine. And we are very, very happy to be back. Yeah, so <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Just like a few months. <laughs> when did we stop? When did we take remember. a break? It was like pandemic happened and then <laughs> and now we're back because it was when I was still living in Oceanside and I've been back for almost a year yeah wow. that's crazy <laughs> yeah okay so it's been a while it's been a long time but we're happy to be back uh actually Jazz has an update and that's kind of how it came to be that we wanted to record again I mean we've been wanting to record again yeah, we've been talking about recording again and, um, you know, have actually both done some research on some stories, but we kind of decided that the best way to get back into it would be uh, with this update because it's on a story that we've already done and it's something new has come up, so we're here to talk about it. Yeah, we're so excited. We just kind of needed a little mental health break because there was just a lot going on in the world. <laughs> Yeah, not to say that there's anything less going on now. Yes. But I think we've kind of gotten more of a grasp on it all and are just um, ready to get back to doing something that we truly enjoy doing. Yeah. So, here we go. So, I'm going to be giving you guys an update on Sherry Papini. Um, we talked about her, I don't know, it's been a while now since we had talked about this. Um, but if you go back and listen to our kidnapped or hoax episode, um, in 2016, Sherry basically goes missing, uh, comes back or is quote unquote let go a few weeks after going missing. And what we talk about in that episode is just how a lot of the, the information she's giving, like does not add up. Like she says that she was kidnapped by two women who mysteriously let her go, but she was also like held by a man and... Yeah, and so I actually just listened to it because I wanted reference, so I asked Jazz, what was the update on? And so I don't know the update yet, but I did go back and listen to that uh, kidnap or hoax episode. So I recommend you guys just stop, <laughs> go back to that episode, and then come back to us because you'll be able to have the context for this episode. And you know what? There's a good chance that a lot of you may have already listened to it because I have seen that we've been getting a, a lot of listens on that specific episode, probably because I'm sure you guys have seen news articles or something, but just in case you haven't, go and listen to it. Otherwise, this may not make sense at all. That's true. Um, at the end of that episode, we kind of went over like what our personal theories were. Um, and honestly, I don't remember. I probably should have re-listened to it too, but I know <laughs> that we were both kind of just spitballing like what we thought had happened. But a few weeks ago, I guess maybe it's been like more like a month or two now, um, Sherry was actually arrested for fabricating the entire thing. Oh my god. <laughs> if you guys could see my face right now. I know. It's just like, okay, so we had talked about how it just really wasn't making sense and how there was a good chance she had just made it all up and like run away on her own. So, when she reappeared three weeks after being kidnapped, she was found with bruises, cuts, and remember she had that branding on her shoulder? She had the branding, and then also her nose was broken? Mm -hmm. She okay. had all sorts of injuries. But what they had also found 
um, was male DNA on her sweatpants and her underwear. And I think, like, she had said that when she was, like, being held in the basement or something that somebody had, like, raped her or tried to rape her. And so that's how the, like, semen had kind of gotten on there. Yeah. It was just very vague. There wasn't a lot of information that was given um, in regards to that. Presumably because the police were kind of holding on to it. Because since that, like, DNA was male DNA, it didn't fit with the story that two Hispanic women had kidnapped her. Um... They kind of held on to it, and they didn't have a direct match for it in, like, CODIS or anything. But they were able to use um, the familial DNA route. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're getting so many answers to so many cases because of that now. Um, so as most true crime fanatics know, familial DNA has become very popular recently. And it's actually how cases like the Golden State Killer have finally been able to be closed. And what that basically means is they run the DNA through genetic company systems, you know, like 23andMe and Ancestry.com. Or, and I don't know specifically those, but, you know, something similar. And there are sites that a lot of people have been using to get more of, like, historical backgrounds on their family. And so with that, they're able to find familial matches to the people whose, like, DNA they have and kind of track it down from there. So in Sherry's case, they took the DNA and found a familial match to one of Sherry's ex boyfriends from there they kind of followed the ex around so they kind of assumed that it was tied to the ex-boyfriend because that's who she had the direct tie with and so they followed him until he disposed of a bottle of tea he had been drinking and police like took that bottle and then took it back to the lab and had dna from the bottle ran against the dna found on sherry and surprise surprise it was a match wow how long? What's the time frame with this? Do you know? Does it say? So this happened... Because this was... I don't remember when I recorded this. So this was just recently. I want to say in like February or March. And she had originally gotten kidnapped back in 2016. So we're talking like six years later. So hypothetically, not knowing the time frame, we could be looking at anywhere from 2016 to kind of the present when this news broke of them finding that evidence. Yeah, I want to say it definitely was this year because they kind of had referenced that in some of the articles I was reading. Okay. Um, so it just kind of sat for like six years while they try to get every, you know, detail figured out. So once they confirmed that the DNA was a match, they then spoke to the ex-boyfriend, who's James Reyes, and he admitted that he had picked Sherry up and like, took her back to his apartment in Costa Mesa, which is in Southern California. And if you remember, she had actually gone missing from Redding, which is up north. It's actually where I got that speeding ticket. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's kind so of... So it's pretty far. Right. Um, and then Costa Mesa is over here near us. Right, by us, yeah. <laughs> so they drove a while. And he apparently stated that he had helped her because she was telling him that her husband was abusive and she needed to get away. And from what I read, he kind of sounds like a fool. He, like, said that he didn't know that, like, what her intentions were while she was staying with him, but he had hoped that they'd end up back together. So she's basically, like, playing him. Like, she wasn't giving him a straight answer. And he said that during the three weeks, because she was with him for three weeks, that she was with him, she would basically... Um, injure herself, causing bruising and cuts, and she also asked him to help her... <clears throat> But he denied ever, like, quote-unquote, putting his hands on her. 
and said that he did do things like throw a puck at her because she asked him to. So, like, he didn't ever physically hit her with his own hands, but, like, would do things like throw stuff at her. I have so many questions. <laughs> um, you and everybody else. <laughs> so then, I guess, um, just, like, randomly, one day she told James she wanted to go back home because she missed her kids. Because, remember, she had left her kids. She was supposed to have picked up her kids from childcare, and yes. she never did, yeah. and that's how her husband, like, realized she was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had him drive her back and drop her on an empty country road where she was found. So if you remember, there's that footage, um, which I think is on our Instagram of her like running through a parking lot. And she said that it was because she had like been let go, but it was where she asked James to drop her off. And so when she got back, she had, um, had money that her neighbors had helped her family raise. I think it was like fifty to sixty thousand dollars in a GoFundMe that they used the family used to pay for like their bills and stuff. So essentially like the neighbors gathered, started a GoFundMe, they had all this money and they used the money. Sherry had also been reimbursed over forty thousand dollars from the California Victims Compensation Board which typically helps to reimburse victims of violent crimes for all crime-related expenses, like including therapy, which is what Sherry had sought out, stating she needed to go due to anxiety and PTSD. That just makes me so upset because there are actual victims mm-hmm. who need those funds. I, she's, she so me. So really, like, in total, she got with the money that... Um, the family, like, friends had raised, and the money she got from the state, she's gotten, like, nearly $100,000, and they just, you know, used all that money. But it's because of these reimbursements that she's, um, that she was arrested, so she's actually being charged with mail fraud, for which she can be sen- sentenced up to 20 years in prison. So I guess when she filed for reimbursement from the California um, Victims' Compensation Board, they were able to use that as like a type of mail fraud since she wasn't actually a victim. And she's also being charged with lying to a federal um, officer since the FBI had gotten involved when she returned, which can result in up to five years in prison. Can't she also be charged for the actual thing, like falsifying this account? I think that they can, but it just seems like they're going after what... um, like, would get her the most time, which mail fraud is what's going to, like, that's 20 years as opposed to, like, the five years for lying to a, an FBI officer. Yeah. Um, after her arrest, her family publicly stated that they were upset with the way police had handled the situation because uh, they just, like, kind of showed up at her house and arrested her in front of the family. Um, and, like, you know, they said something about, like, well, they could have called first and, like, Sherry would have gone down to the police station, but I think it was more of, uh, like, the officers were upset. Like, they've spent years, like, there was, um, an article where one of the lead officers was talking about how for the past six years, like, this is what they've done. They've been trying to get some sort of answer because they legitimately believed that she had been kidnapped, and the entire time she was, like, with her ex-boyfriend. So they didn't really care about, you know, what it was gonna look like to the family. They just wanted to arrest her. And... She was released from jail on a $120,000 bond, and she's currently awaiting trial. 
but it doesn't look like her boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend was charged with anything. So it's just her and she's currently awaiting trial. Again, so many questions. <laughs> like, he he's not charged, but I imagine they're looking at him as an accomplice because he... I mean, who asked somebody to throw a hockey puck at their face? Yeah, I think that he's kind of got this... Oh gosh, what's it called? Um, like, plausible deniability where he doesn't know what happened, you know? She's just like, well, she said she was in, a, in an abusive relationship and asked me to help her out, so I was just helping out a friend. And, like, why well, never actually hit her? She asked me to throw these things at her, but basically, like, you can't prove I did it. Yeah. You know? Wow. And so, that's basically the update until we, you know, get more information, which I'm sure a lot more will come out at the trial. Yeah. But isn't that crazy? Because that's literally what we had talked about. There was, like, this theory going around that maybe she was with, a, like, an ex-boyfriend, and she was. Like, she was totally with an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. It... It's crazy because I think that's what we're kind of talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was like our theory that she was with the person she was cheating on her husband with, mm -hmm. or some sort of some ex-boyfriend. And yeah, that's nuts. And then just the fact that she left her children there at the daycare yeah. center, and then does—it's just so strange. She beats herself up for two weeks and like then I think it back. was just so that she I don't know I feel like maybe she didn't really plan on staying away forever but I don't think she was necessarily cheating on her husband because from what I read she was kind of like exchanging messages with James like telling him how you know terrible her life was meanwhile like she plans this elaborate ruse of like how she quote-unquote got kidnapped and um Remember, she had, like, left her headphones and, like, neatly, like, wrapped the headphones around her phone and, like, left it on the floor. It's not like she scrambled or anything. Yeah. And I just can't get over the fact that she, like, left her kids in childcare. Like, how... How shitty do you have to be to be like, you know what? I hate my life so much that I'm just going to leave my kids let and... Let them fend for themselves. And, like, you know, let them, like, I don't know, maybe she was planning on going away for a long time, maybe she wasn't, but, like, let them believe, like, yeah, my mom got kidnapped. Like, what kind of person does that? I know, I can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? So, I don't know. That's all we've got right now, but I thought it was a very interesting update because, <laughs> you know... Here we were thinking, okay, well, maybe she did get kidnapped and we're going to find these two women who took her and, like, you know, plot twist, she's the one who gets arrested. But I don't think we're surprised either, though, because yeah, we never bought that story. I don't think anybody who's really looking at all the details of this buys her story because it doesn't right. make any sense. Right, that's true. I guess, like, in my head, I'm like, what's well, just been so long? Like, nothing is going to happen. We're never going to have answers. Yes. And so yeah. I love that we do have answers and that, you know, shit really does come full circle <laughs> because now we know and karma's really biting her where she deserves, so. Yeah, I'm glad she got caught. Obviously, this isn't over. This is just kind of the beginning of it, but excited to hear more about how this unfolds. Yeah, and... I mean, we probably won't have, like, another episode about it, but if there's any more updates, you know, we can talk about it yeah. before 
going into another story. Um, and yeah, we will be back. <laughs> we <laughs> don't want to make any promises we can't keep, but... <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're definitely doing some research and, you know, plan on continuing to record. And, you know, again, would love to hear from you guys. I think we've probably gotten more, like, comments and likes and stuff from people out there listening in the time that we didn't record than when we were <laughs> recording. Well, it was such a big time frame yeah, of us not true. recording. But yeah, we appreciate it. We see you. <laughs> I know. It makes us so happy every single time. We're yeah. like, oh my gosh, we just got a comment from somebody in England. Like, what is this? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, you know, keep hitting us up. We love your feedback. And we will see you the next time we do this. Yeah. Oh, really quick before we go. Do we have any recs for, for everybody? Um, well, we've seen kind of the use, I mean, not the use, but, you know, I feel like what's really been out there, the Inventing Anna was really good. We're pretty basic. We watch <laughs> everything that's popular. Inventing so. Anna, the, um... Oh, that, they're all about fraud. Um, yeah, it's not The Graduate, what's it called? The Dropout. The Dropout. <laughs> the Dropout was really good. The Dropout was really good, um... What else? We just started watching Just Like Pam. Is that what it's called? Just Like Pam. But I think we were just kind of distracted doing like, I know, other things. we haven't really gotten into it. So, yeah. Um, oh, we're roomies now. So that's that's how we're oh, watching yeah, all like these shows together. Update, yeah, we, we are roomies now. Um, <laughs> which makes us, which in theory makes us a lot easier. Yeah, it does. I mean, we should have been doing this for a while. <laughs> Yeah. Um... But yeah, definitely makes watching shows together easier. I know. It's our, um... Bonding time. <laughs> bonding time, I know. I, I was gonna say our Friday nights, but... Yeah. Jen has love now, so... <laughs> <laughs> we both have busy lives. Not me. <laughs> Are you keeping that on? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, those those are really good. I feel like, is there anything else? And if you guys have any show recs for us, we love our bonding time and watching shows together. Yeah, we're always looking to start new true crime series or fraud shows. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is still true crime, yeah. right? Yeah. Just yeah, basically crime. anything true crime. Because we don't usually sit there and watch any, like romantic comedies yeah <laughs> unless we want to cry and we're like let's watch the notebook <laughs> if we're in our feels yeah for sure yeah <laughs> um but yeah let us know and if we stumble upon anything else we'll let you guys know yeah and see you soon <laughs> all right bye guys <laughs>